907, welcome back to the final hour of the week of the Pat Wall Show. You know what I get excited about because tomorrow morning is Saturday and you know what that means? I'm going to wake up and get my coffee and watch Looney Tunes. God, oh, I love America. That's my Saturday morning. That's what I'm doing. Looney Tunes ah, and coffee. You're going to sniff that coffee before you make a pot? Ah, a little foghorn, leghorn. God, I love waking up on a Saturday like that. I love it. Ken Dog will be here this hour. He loves those old cartoons, too. Kid Rock with a threat and a new song. And what else? Oh, speaking of new songs, I just did want to mention this. Kendall's got some text we'll get to. We're going to give away PBR tickets. I am super excited that my friend Sean Moody, uh, he was my former guitar player in a band that I was in. We were in a band together. Uh, reached out to me. You all right over there, Kendall? You all right? Yeah, I was just talking to he's one of the very, callers. He's super talented. Remember Sean Moody who did the movie? Yeah, with that the, movie at the Crest with the right? kids. With, the he's, movie. Yeah, and he's an awesome musician, too. He's writing new music. He has asked me to sing and write the lyrics for new songs. So I would imagine here in the next, uh, who knows how long, I'm going to be presenting our new music on this show. I am super excited about that. So I'm going to begin, as soon as I get the track, I'm going to start writing the lyrics. And uh, more on that momentarily. Let's get to Mike the Landscaper. He's, he's waiting patiently. Mike, patience or a virtue, how are you this evening? Patrick. Yeah. Anthony. Walsh. Yes, sir. Damn, I love your show. I don't know how else to put it, buddy. Man, I'm just having a blast tonight listening to you. It's so much fun. Thank Taking you, Mike. Taking all the stress away <laughs> from the day, having fun. I love when you're a goofball. Just be a goofball. Well, I guess you are all the time, right? I think I am. I think I am, Mike. You know, I'll say that, I Mike. <laughs> I like being I a goofball, it. man. <laughs> Hey, you do a good job at it. Thanks. I want you to do that 50 hours a week, not 32. Hell with that. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I don't want to do it 30 either. I don't want to do it 32. I mean, it sounds nice and everything, but God, yeah, I would just miss this too much. No, it's a oh, what, what a waste of time. Guess what's going on? The NFL playoffs, right? Let's mm-hmm. go. Come mm-hmm. on, let's go. And how excited are you? Your Rams are – I know you are excited, but what I'm saying is – how excited are you? You got you got a new quarterback, Stafford. Mm-hmm. I would love to just hang with him all day. He's got to be just beside himself. Goes from the Lions, the, the greatest franchise in uh, football history, and he comes to the Rams, and look at the year he's having. Then the Rams, too, the, I mean, the year you guys are having. Mm-hmm. And then the Niners, you got the Niners, they kind of started out, they sputtered around, and now they're rolling. And it's just that that game's going to be really good. I think the Chiefs are just going to roll the Bengals. And uh, who knows? But I, I, the, the Chiefs are insane, and the Bengals are very good. Burrow's an animal. Uh, can you imagine getting sacked nine times and you still win the game? Nine times and you still win. And in uh, last time they played, the Bengals won it. But yeah, nine sacks and and he still wins the game. They still win the game. That's. That's remarkable, just like the Rams, who never fumble, losing four fumbles on the road against Tom Brady. The Rams are not a fumbling team. They rarely fumble. They're on the road. They fumble four times, and they win it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to imagine that you could win like that, but yet both of those teams did. Yeah, and then you watch. I can see you in your house screaming your head off watching uh, when you play Tampa. <laughs> the first 
the first half, you're like, okay, yeah, okay. And then the, the second half, the third quarter goes, and then I can see Pat Walsh the veins in his neck in the fourth quarter. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Landscaper. Hey, <laughs> Landscaper. All right, thank, check it out. So it's 20 to 3. They're just dismantling Tom Brady. They're just swarming him. We're, they're going to go in. They're going to make it 27 to 3 at the half. And you get uh, a fumble at the one-inch line. They fumble the ball away at the one-inch line going for a touchdown. I mean, come on, are you kidding me? Then you get a snap that that Safford wasn't even ready for, and Allen snaps it past him, and then you fumble four times, one of them as you're going in for you know, So, you know, it really wasn't as close as the scene, but those are just things that they don't happen very often. You know, I gave the Niners, you know, caller a little while ago, or Joe Michaels, I guess it was, a little bit of, you know, just goofing with him is that, uh, oh, they didn't score a touchdown. But it was cold, and the Niners are going to score a touchdown, so the Rams are going to have to play at their best. And I don't mind being the lone wolf out here, really, Mike. I mean, (laughs) landscaper, I don't mind. I don't mind. It's fine. I'm used to it. I want to tell you, you know what you, you remind me of? You remind me of a mom and her child. And I'm trying to get, I'm trying to slap your kid in the face, and you got your teeth out. You're going to bite a hole in my neck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you and your Rams, man. Don't mess with that. As soon as you get close, <laughs> he's vicious. Ben, yeah. be careful. Be careful, Ben. Poor Joe Michaels, Mr. Oregon Duck. Oh. Hey, your season's over, buddy. Let's go. It's called NFL. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's certain people that, and I really like these people. I think they just sometimes pick the team knowing that if they pick the other team, then they're going to antagonize me a little bit. But that's, again, I am so used to that. It doesn't matter one oh. lick to me. Not a bit. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And you're really good. Your skin is so tough. It's like leather. When I was a kid, <laughs> landscaper, when I was a kid, God. Listen, I just want to say this to 49er fans, okay? I'm only having fun. Please don't hate me. I have many friends who are 49er fans. I really do, and Ram and 49er fans and Raiders. When I was a kid, I would get a pack of football cards, and I'd look at all the little cartoons on the back. You know, it'd be like, um, you know, uh, John Brody and George Carpenter in his off time. You know, stuff like that. Remember those little cartoons? And I would get the cards, and I'd always be looking for a Ram, or particularly Roman Gabriel. And even as a kid, landscaper, if I got a 49er card in my pack, I would take that card, I would attach it to my, um, you know, my, clo- my, uh, my, uh, the rim of my tire, so you make it sound Ooh, on the bike, yeah, on your bike, yeah, you know, to make yeah. it sound like a motor. Because <laughs> you didn't care about that card getting ripped up. What did you light it on fire after no. that too? <laughs> it just got lost. And... <laughs> I'm sure my friends did the same thing with the Rams card. So, so it makes the world go around. It's what makes it. But you know what? Here's the thing, landscaper. Never fought anybody over it. No, I was always yeah, good-natured yeah. about it. Yeah, it's not like you're aggro over there, like, fighting I mean, people. Come on, man. Give me a break. And, and I'll tell you what. No, uh, let me also say this, here. Landscaper. This this right here, this Rams 49er game, the NFC Championship game, it cannot even compare in terms of social media hell that I received. Can't even compare <laughs> to the Dodgers and Giants. Can't even compare. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I thought... The oh, world yeah. was going insane when that was happening. The the people on social media, oh boy, <sighs> <laughs> you don't even want to look at that crap. No, nah, I don't, so Mike. Like... I do not. <laughs> Landscaper, it's amazing. Right on. You... Hey, well, good luck to your team. Thank it should you. Be an amazing game. You know, dude, you always 
You always give me, I'm, I always feel good on the show. I'm, I'm in a pretty good mood all the time. You always pick me up, Landscaper, honestly, man, and I really appreciate you, okay? Hey, you're my brother from another mother, Pat. I love listening to you, man, like all of us. Buddy. Right on, brother. Buddy, man. Much love right back to you, Mike the Landscaper, right there. Oh, boy. We'll have to do this karaoke thing next week, Kendall. Kendall? Kendall? Pat? Pat? Pat. Kendall, did you have messages on the Kendall's text hotline? Kendall? Kendall? Pat, did you root for the Rams? Pat, you live in Northern California, Pat. I want you to root for the Niners. Pat? 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 Pat. So we got some messages here on a text line, which you guys can text in on at 51881. That's 51881. And be sure to start off your message with KFBK. And Eric Vladdy, our best friend from West Sac, he says, good evening, Kendall, Patrick, and Joe. How are you guys doing? Good evening, I'm great. I propose for the Minnesota Vikings to put on their helmets the Vikings horns. It will look very powerful and have a wonderful show. Don't the Vikings already have Vikings horns (laughs) on their helmets? Pretty sure they do. Melody Melody says, hey, Miss Kendall Tobey, please have Pat tell the adorable story of his mom giving him a helmet for Christmas. I think she painted some sort of Rams logo oh, yes, on that for that's him. right. It's such a sweet story. That's true. And that's from Melody Melody. I love you, Melody Melody. Yeah. And then this person says, hey, when it's time to lighten up, you guys are hilarious. You guys are so great together. Thank you. No thank name you. on that one, but thank, thank you, you so much. This is from Marco. This is from a while ago. We're a little bit backed up on the text. And he says, hey, Kendall, you've been silent on Facebook recently. I'm just checking in on you to see if you are all right. I hope all is well. Positive energy and hello from your favorite texter. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you, Marco. That's so sweet of you. Yeah, I am doing okay. I'm just trying to like unplug for a little bit and try to get a lot of stuff done. And this person says, hey, a message to the truckers, go Canada. Hey! And then we've got another text message here on the text hotline. This person says, hey, Patrick, why don't you just go to L.A. and watch the game in person? I I heard Joe saying earlier that only 70% of the tickets were sold. Um, why don't I go to L.A.? You know, I, I, I can't go this weekend. I just can't. This is the bad weekend for me to be there. Um, I have actually been invited. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I have things that I had that are of the utmost importance this weekend. I'm trying to get them done all tomorrow so I can have Sunday free. I just didn't think I could get down there in time. But I did do this. What's that? You know, Matthew Stafford, the Rams quarterback, his wife... Is she said, I'm going to buy a bunch of tickets, okay, for this game because I want the Ram fans there because the Niner fans are traveling well. Niner fans. See, now you know what it feels like when the Dodger fans fill your stadium. But she bought a bunch of tickets and she wants to give them to Ram fans. So I emailed her today. Did you? Oh, I wish you could go. That'd be so fun. I told her my story, and if she sends me one, then I will go. (gasps) But that's awesome. um, Yeah. So I would love to be there, but. You belong there, Pat. I know. For sure. I know, but I, I just, I I had these plans for tomorrow. I got people coming by the house, and I mean, I can't just drive down there Sunday morning and be there. That's the mm, problem. That's the issue. Yeah. Road trip. If she, if Mrs. Stafford got me tickets, then I'll have to tell everyone that was roofers and such that are coming by tomorrow that I'm going to have to change up. Yeah, just tell them that uh, something came up. 
As far as the <laughs> Rams helmet story, and uh, thank you, Melody, Melody, for asking that. Yeah, I was when I was a little boy. All I wanted. Now I've I've told the story before. All I wanted for Christmas was a Rams helmet. But I it, love this story. It's so cute. In the 1960s, you're not getting a Rams helmet. You're not getting any helmet unless it's some generic plastic helmet that your parents found in the toy aisle somewhere. There was no such thing as the internet. You can't order things online. So I had begged my mother all year. All I wanted to do was get a Rams helmet. <laughs> So I could put it on and walk around the neighborhood. I lived in Valley High. I just wanted to wear a Rams helmet. I wanted to have a Rams helmet and wear it around like an idiot. Yeah, representing. So, so, like, as if anyone's wearing a helmet around. (laughs) I mean, a football helmet. Anyhow, and so I begged her all year. I said, Mom, you didn't have to give me anything else. Nothing else. I didn't even want nothing else. Maybe put something in my stocking. All I want is a Rams helmet. Please, please. Okay, Patrick, I'll try. And, you know, there's seven kids in the family, six yeah. at that time. And it was the kind of Ooh. Christmas in my house. When you wake up on Christmas morning, oh, my God, there's a lot of toys, bikes. And it was just, it was literally like a whole wow. Santa's like Christmas den. The whole den. room is full it of really toys was. for seven kids, Our six parents kids? really did it for us. It was like a gigantic toy store when we wake up. is the, the greatest thing. So this particular Christmas, I was probably 10, maybe 10. Maybe 11, and I woke up really early. Oh, God, I got a Rams helmet. Oh, I got a Rams helmet. Oh, my God. So I get up, and I sneak out. There's like 4 o'clock in the morning. And it, again, it's like Santa's toy shop. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I see over under the glistening Christmas tree, far in the back. Oh. It's peeking just over the presents. I can see the top of a helmet. I went, oh, my gosh, it's a helmet. You know, I never do this. And I go out there, and I scurry over there to look at the helmet. And God bless my ma. She tried. It was a red helmet, a red football helmet that she had taken like those little, oh, I remember it well, those little, like the little numbers and letters you'd put on a post off, like on your mailbox in a rural county, on a like rural a county stencil? road, like on the mailbox, like, <laughs> you know, the black, the gold and black, like stick on letters. Yeah. And she put right here on the front of the helmet, Notre Dame, because we were Notre Dame fans too. And my heart sunk beyond, I, I, I was completely heartbroken. Would you peel him off or something? And I asked my mom, because I loved her so much, I would never hurt her feelings, even though it I was disappointed. And the next morning when I opened up, I'm like, oh, gosh, Mom, this is the greatest thing. And then later on when she was by herself, I said, Mom, do you, would you mind if I took my model paint from my models and covered it up and painted the whole thing blue and then put ram, white ram horns on? She goes, you do whatever you want, son. That's okay. You won't hurt my feelings. So I took my model, my paint from my models, painted it all blue. Painted the white horns on there, stenciled them on, drew them on there. And sure enough, I ended up walking around the neighborhood in my painted Rams helmet. That's I so wish sweet. I would love to have that helmet to this day. I'd love to have Oh, I wish I could see it. But you know, my ma tried. That's why I love her so much. She tried to fulfill my Christmas wish. Santa Claus was unable that. Or he was a Niner fan. I'm not sure which. Anyhow, more to come. Straight ahead, Powell Show. My body was blessed by Mother Nature, honey. <laughs> And as you got older, it was cursed by Father Time.
Pat Walsh Show, KPK News Radio. DJ Mark Cypress Hill. Born this date, January 28, 1968. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our show this evening. You know, Kendall, I just told a story about my mom giving me a football helmet for Christmas. I wanted a certain team. My mom couldn't find it back in the 60s, so she gave me a helmet, and she put stickers on the front of the helmet, which spelled out another team. If you are the first person to call right now at 916-921-1530 or toll-free 1-800-834-1530 and tell Kindle what team, what stickers did you put on my helmet of what team, you'll the first caller to do that will win tickets to PBR. Kendall? PBR, yes. PBR going down this weekend at the Golden One Center. Unleash the Beast. Oh, yeah. 921-1530. That's 916-921-1530. Give us a call, 800-834-1530. I really hope you guys give a call right now and win those tickets. And I can't wait to see you because I will be at PBR this weekend, too. And I hope to see you there. Outstanding. on with the show. Mm Mm-hmm. told me that he he wants the Rams to win but he won't admit it on the air he wants him to win but he doesn't really care he's ken dog he's ken dog and here he is now ken dog hey 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 might, might i might i mention that this whole pbr thing seems like a lot of bull to me <laughs> yep doom yeah, where's your? Thank you, Kendall. You Thank go. you so much, Ken Dog. I'm sorry for the to bring you in late tonight. We were rambling and goofing off. That's How are right. you? That's cool. I'm doing really good. Really, really good. I'm, uh, you know, just chilling right now, getting ready to do one of my favorite activities on the Friday night, talking with you guys, and just looking forward to the weekend. Well, I would love. I wish I I wouldn't have cut like half your time out here, but that's where we are at this point. Hey, I want to talk about anything that's on your mind tonight. Also, there is a Netflix, uh, I guess it's a documentary, and I want to bring that to your attention tonight and see if you know anything about this. Um, and you know, Ken Dog, coming up in the hour, we're also going to tell us, I think a scientist has used a supercomputer to predict exactly when society is going to collapse in the 21st century. So, Ken Dog, give me part of all of that excitement in the next half hour. Sure, you bet. <laughs> Ken Dog is here up next. It is the Pat Wall Show. For Funkadelic, Willem, Billy Bass, William, 
Nelson Jr., born in the state 1951. Dog's Movie House, the place to go. The place to go for all of your movie reviews to see what's really happening out there, what to watch, what to avoid. And Ken Dog himself is right here with us like he is every Friday evening. Ken Dog, as uh, we are talking about movies and things, there is, um, this is the 36th anniversary of the Space Challenger yes. um, disaster, tragedy. Mm-hmm. And I remember, it's funny, you're going to mention the uh, four-part Netflix documentary that I've watched. Final Flight. Uh, yeah, Final Flight. And it's very interesting. The first scene in that is a teacher pushing a television on one of those AV racks. Yeah, right. In front, in front of the class. That is exactly the way it happened when this happened. Uh, I was in uh, eighth grade. And I remember I was in an upstairs English class, and we were there when that happened. And it was just almost like an instant recreation of what we saw, you know, and how we saw it. And uh, I, I found that to be chilling in its context, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if if you do get a chance to ever watch this particular documentary, it's fascinating. I mean, you know, the details have been gone over ad nauseum, but this particular documentary details interviews with the members, detailed interviews with the members of the families of the flight crew, uh, and also people who were involved, uh, media members, uh, former members of NASA, that kind of thing. And uh, scientists who said, look, this is not ready to go. We don't feel confident in this. Right. There's a very it's going to explode. Yeah, there's a very interesting thing where they felt it was a temperature issue. And um, Richard Feynman, the Nobel laureate, who uh, had a bit of a personality? He did that experiment with the kind of the, the material the O-ring was made of, and uh, uh, they say if anybody other than a Nobel laureate would have made that uh, made that argument and done that experiment, it'd have been laughed off the stage. But mm-hmm. with the credentials behind him, uh, it was just kind of like it's kind of like Mike Tyson knocking out Michael Spinks after Michael Spinks had been talking mess the entire time. Right. It's, just, it's like, nope, you really can't get up from that one. And that just started the dominoes falling. And yeah, it is it is a fascinating, uh, uh, interesting watch. Uh, emotional from the members of the family who still obviously have scars from, from, uh, from what happened. And the fact that it didn't have to happen. Um, I think uh, NASA really, it's, it's an example of hubris uh, where they had done so much so well and they had had such success that they began to kind of believe their own hype. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain amount of, we can do this, we can do this, we can't, you know. And and, and there was really no reason to push it. It was uh, something like 38 degrees at launch, and 30 degrees icicles were all over the place uh, the morning before, uh, the morning of the launch. <laughs> and it's like, we we don't have to do this. We can wait. So today no. marks the 36th anniversary of the uh, that, that, that tragedy, mm-hmm. uh, the Space Shuttle Challenger breaking apart 73 seconds into its journey, exploded in the sky, killed all seven of the astronauts on board. I remember very vividly watching, I don't know, one of those morning shows getting ready for junior college, and it was, uh, you know, like, um, good, you know, Good Morning America, Today Show, or whatever, before they had their agendas in place. And they, they had Patty... Uh, uh, Pat Benatar on, and she's playing some kind of a new song like Love is a Battlefield or what have you. And right in the middle of it, it just goes from that into blue sky with a little mm-hmm. streak of smoke. And I'm thinking, what is this? What did it just change to? And even the people, um, I think that were, uh, even NASA wasn't exactly sure 
immediately what was happening. Of course, they had their worst fears. Here's a new trailer for the movie. We're on the cutting edge of technology and discovery. This coming January, a space shuttle will be launched carrying one of America's teachers. The shuttle flies like a commercial aircraft. Challenger, you are free to take off now. The voice came on the loudspeaker and said the vehicle has exploded. If you lived through the 70s, the country needed something to feel good about. NASA said we're looking for our first group of astronauts to fly a space shuttle. We're going to open space up to more people. First Asian American to fly. First woman, the first African American. I had the thoughts of science and space, astronauts. That wasn't the kind of thing a black kid thought about. You know, how do you get to do something like that? They were wonderful. We were about to start an interesting journey together. Krista believed that she could do extraordinary things. She also believed that everybody could do extraordinary things. She had full faith in NASA. NASA was always the good guys, the right stuff. You realize they're really rolling the dice. My dad, he said, I don't care who you tell. The shuttle is going to explode. Three, two, one. How could they let this happen? It was a mad rush to try to get experts to tell you what could have gone wrong. After the accident, I didn't know what to believe. I didn't know who to blame. So we all looked for what we could do. It was horrible for the kids. We had the story already. We were going to publish it one way or the other. This wasn't how it was supposed to be. And yeah, this is a four-part series, Ken Dog. I mean, yeah. riveting stuff. Yeah, and again, really, really, again, the the you know there have been other documentaries that have gone ad nauseum, but it, to get the and it's surprisingly well balanced. I mean, obviously NASA made some mistakes, but there are well-intentioned people in there too that were trying to do the right thing, and I think it's a very uh, a balanced documentary in terms of inf- providing information. Uh, as well as an emotional context. And that's what I really enjoyed about it is that it, it doesn't uh, – I mean, you'll end up passing judgment anyway. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, it doesn't force it down your throat. So these are the facts. Mm-hmm. This is what happened, and here you are. And I think uh, that really makes it a very compelling documentary because you have a chance to see it all with your own eyes. And uh, to be honest with you, relive it. I was you know, 14 at the time. Uh, you know, seeing it now as a 50-year-old gives you a different set of context. Sure, sure. Well, I recommend anyone who uh, wants to see that. It's always good to remember these uh, these astronauts and these great Americans who were bold enough to try to undergo and undertake this adventure and lost their lives. And many of us, as you pointed out, Ken Dog, and, and as I mentioned, you know, the, these we knew we're, we, exactly what we were doing when this happened. It was t- just a terrible, terrible tragedy. And, um, you know, and, and furthermore, I don't know about you, Ken Dog, hard to imagine that was 36 years ago. Yeah, I know. Where does the time go? 36 uh, years. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a blink of an eye, though, isn't it? Ken Dog will come back, tell us what to look out for, what to watch, what to avoid, and the scientists will tell us 
when society will collapse. <laughs> it's the Powerwall Show. Time has been flying tonight on this Friday night on the Pal Wall Show. Brian Keenan, drummer, Chambers Brothers. Born in this day, 1943, are we with Ken Dog? Dogsmoviehouse.com. Ken Dog, uh, bear with me for a second. My cousin Timothy is calling for the first time ever. Cousin Timothy, how are you? Good. How you doing, cousin? It's the first time I've ever spoken to you, my friend, in real life. It's good to hear from you, Timothy. It's great to hear from you, too, Pat. Thanks. <laughs> this is great, man. <laughs> it really is. You know, I was listening to the show tonight, and uh, I got cut off because I was wondering about what your mother put on your helmet. I didn't get it. I didn't get that part. Well, she, p- she, she put Notre Dame on the front with these little kind of stickers that you would see on, like, a mailbox on a rural route. <laughs> God bless her, man. <laughs> Your aunt, your yeah. aunt, Timothy. Yes, my aunt. Man, She's, I love this conversation right now. She was a beautiful woman, and she really tried, you know, Tim, because back then you couldn't get those helmets, and so she really went out of her way to try. God, she was a good you know, it's mom. Funny that, well, I, I bet. Wonderful, wonderful. You know, it's funny that you brought up these helmets, because you know your other cousin, Jack, right? Oh, yeah. Your brother. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now, I will tell you a story about how Jack became a 49ers fan. Did okay. you ever know how to become a 49ers fan? I didn't know. Here's the story. My mom gives me and Jack a quarter. We go to a gumball machine. It's got these little football helmets on with the stickers. You know the ones that Oh, yeah, about? sure. So I put my quarter in. I get this 49er helmet, <laughs> right? All right. Didn't know what it was. Jack puts his quarter in. He gets a Miami Dolphin helmet. Right. So I'm looking at this helmet I have, this gold, ugly SF thing. Don't even know what it even means. And he's got this helmet. It's got a dolphin going through the sunshine and everything. I'm right. like, hey, man, I like that helmet. He's like, yeah, I like yours. It's a <laughs> helmet. And that's how they became the fans of our teams. That's how it does. It's the helmets, man. The helmets looked cool. That's a true story. We weren't even watching football that day. I'm gonna bring him. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna get a hold of him and I'm gonna tell him I know about that story. <laughs> it's yeah, great. He knows about it too. That is great. That's great. Yeah. I love it. I. Yeah, it's a great story, and he gives me a hard time all the time. He's a Giants and Niner fan, but I love him. Hey, cousin Tim, I'm gonna get a hold of you uh, very soon. I love that you're listening to the show. Uh, Ken Dog is here. I got to get to his movie stuff, but you know what? I love that you called the show, cousin. Hey, hey, you bet. I'm glad it was great talking to you, cousin. Well, I'll call you this weekend, tomorrow, and then we'll set something up. Tim, thank you. T- sorry, Ken Dog. That was my cousin. I love that. Hey, Man, you gotta I love get family in. So, yeah, no worries. We don't have a lot of time. So, what do you got for us? Okay, I got two films. Guess what? Want to avoid, but the good news is that they're on streaming, so you're not going to feel bad if you accidentally stumble across them. They may be a couple hours you may not be able to get back, but hey, what the hell. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first one's Hotel Transylvania, Transformania. It's an animated film that's the fourth in a popular series. 
The only good news about this for you is that returning star Adam Sandler is no longer there. Somebody <laughs> else. Now, keep in mind that he plays Dracula, and I won't go into the plot details to say that it's it's an okay plot, but it just seems kind of silly. It's a little low rent for the type of movie that they usually are. They're entertaining, but it's okay. Two and a half out of five. Yeah. Uh, see it if you don't have anything else to watch. I saw the first one and did got all the way through the movie. Didn't realize I was listening to Adam Sandler, but yeah. yeah that's that's the wonderful thing about animated films. You yep. really don't have to see the guy you hate. Because you didn't, so. the vampire didn't talk like this. Yeah, right, right. He, yeah, yeah, he was doing more of the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So uh, the second one you really want to avoid, it's uh, <laughs> in the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. It sounds like a porn film, to be honest with you, but it's not. Um, it's... It's a movie that uh, really, uh, talk about low rent in terms of animation, uh, needed to spend some money on this one. The only returning uh, guy is um, is Simon Pegg as Buck. He is the weasel, one-eyed weasel. Okay, never mind. But the point is is that none of the other returning cast members are there in terms of voice. No Ray Romano, no Dennis Leary, no John Leguizamo, so Kendall, avoid it like the plague. Um, yeah, it's just just a mess it's on disney plus if you have a two-year-old sim in front of it he'll love it for an hour and a half and you can do something like clean the house or give yourself your own prostate exam or whatever oh jeez uh, <laughs> something more entertaining than this one. That's one and a half out of five for simon Pegg, and that's about it <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you, Ken. Very much. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> I know you'll be watching both of those this weekend. Yes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, dogsmoviehouse.com. Thanks, Ken. Go check it out for yourself. I appreciate that. I wouldn't take the advice on his other self-exam thing, but very good. <laughs> Ken Dog, thanks, buddy. Have a hey, great weekend, me, brother. Hey, and one you other too. thing, Ken Dog. Yeah. Go Rams. See ya. Yeah. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I ask you, we had a winner for the PBR tickets. Kendall, we had a winner. We did, and then they, they hung, hung up. up. They hung up. So please. First person to call right now. Yeah, I guess. It's PBR tickets. It's going to be you because I keep waiting and they're not calling. So 916-921-1530-800-834-1530. If you want your, those tickets, the professional bull riders. And that's for Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Scientists have used a computer to predict exactly when society will collapse in the 21st century. It'll happen in the 21st century. According to their findings, this is a nice, positive way to end the show tonight. The prediction made was that society would crumble near the midpoint of the 21st century in 2040. Ah, something to look forward to. 2040. 2040. Still have a little bit of time left before the collapse of society in America. America. All right, have a great weekend. Remember, never forget, go Rams. <laughs> God bless America. This is the most unprofessional set I have ever been on. So amazing. It's amazing. amazing. That is amazing. It just lamb sauce the meat grill. I tried to activate my glutes as best I could. Looking across the table at you. Turn off the light. This is stupid. You need your medication. Anybody talking to me? Nah, I'm getting a sense of joy.